Hello, everybody. Hello. Welcome to We Are Weezer. We're back. Episode eight and a half. Eight and a half, yeah. We don't know if we're going to call it eight and a half. We don't know if each one will be a point five. We'll come up with a name for these mini episodes at some point. Yes. I think we still need some sort of help. I don't know what the heck. Yeah, there have been a lot of suggestions. Uh, perfect situations. Trip down the freeway. Nerd alert. But we don't know. It'll come to us. I do like the idea of using a Weezer song or maybe even finding a cool lyric that that works, too. There's going to be something that's going to come up. It was hard enough to uh, to name the show in the first place. And we only finally did because we had so much time beforehand. Yeah. This time we had like zero time and we just kind of decided to to do this. So we'll, we'll figure it out. We have a lot to cover because this episode originally was going to be uh, about the addition of the acoustic version of Feels Like Summer as well as its new music video, uh, not the cool the animated Roses one. Roses and Weezer. Yeah, the Guns and Roses one. But so much has happened since then. I am freaking out. We have an album cover. We have a new album. We have the name it's no longer Black Album Watch 2017. It's the countdown to Pacific Daydream. The Black Album still coming. Yes, afterwards. But I think that this is perfect. I think that the, this is going to be something in between Black and White. And it's like the perfect segue to Black. I'm so excited. I really think it, it will be. Um, I'm kind of glad that they're potentially continuing with the tonal qualities of the white album. Um, I love that record. I thought it was very sweet. Um, a perfect slice of what makes Weezer great and such a California record, such a beachy record. And, uh, apparently this record Pacific daydream was, uh, was a bunch of songs in a folder called beach as they were recording the black album. They had a folder called beach because all the songs that didn't fit with the black album. Uh, ended up in that folder. And this is how we got this whole other album, which is due on October 27th, everyone. You should go pre-order right now. Can we just talk about how that is the coolest name of an album ever? Like even more than Sgt. Pepper's Only Hearts Club Band or The Wall or American Idiot. It's pretty good. (laughs) Or even just self-titling something being a color. I, I think it's perfect. I love it so much. And has really lovely complimentary cover artwork. It's very, very dreamy, very interesting. Uh, Carl teased that image of the earth with the uh, Chinese characters in the corner. And everybody translated yeah, that to like before. dream of the Pacific. And then the with the addition of the girl on the swing, it's just there's something about it that is just lovely. And I can't wait to stare at it on the vinyl that I pre-ordered. Oh, my gosh. Well, speaking of that, the bundles... The new bundles that you can buy. Get your butts um, to the Weezer web store and pre-order yourself a bundle. I think it's too late for anybody to get the coolest bundle, which would be the bundle that comes with the see-through and pink vinyl inside. But if you're a nerd like me, you went out and bought it the minute you saw that it existed. Yeah, I ordered my bundle um, admittedly while I was at work. I was working real hard that day. But, you know, when you get new Weezer news, it's really hard to pay attention to the rest of the world. I was also having a hard time paying attention to anything else except for 
uh, anything new either. Although a slight correction, um, and kind of a mistake that I made, I thought that that limited to 1000 copies vinyl was only available in the bundle. It was available if you purchased any version of the vinyl. I'm, I'm kind of bummed that I didn't pay attention in my excitement, but my wife really loves duffel bags. And honestly, there were two things in the bundle that really hooked me. The first was the West Side Weirdos pennant. Um, yeah, I want that I'm thing so, so bad. I'm so excited about that. I am a cheerleader for that team. I, I don't know if I told you that. Hold on a second. Do you think, oh my God, do you think that there's a song called West Side Weirdos? Uh, maybe. Yeah, because all the tracks uh, on the album have, have yet to be revealed. I know, but and like, why would you have a pennant for something that makes no sense? I was obsessed with it, though. Obsessed. And the jacket. Yeah, let's talk about that jacket. That bomber jacket with that Weezer <sighs> logo on the back. I can't wait to wear that. I'm going to put on some cool aviators, and I'm going to strut my stuff. You're going to go fly a plane. I'm going to go fly a plane. <laughs> a Weezer jet. I, I'm gonna, Weez yeah. Force One. That's the jacket I'd wear when I fly uh, Weez Force One. I'm going to have it custom embroidered in the front. Um to say that. Oh my God. That'd be amazing. Now we're going to say my name. We're going to go into more detail about, uh, Mexican fender, uh, on a future episode. We'd like to dedicate a whole episode to talk about it, but at first blush, Oh my God. Um, it sounds like a lit song to me. I could be wrong. Um, that being said, who the lit, Lit? the, um, my own worst enemy song. Yeah. The nineties band. (laughs) (laughs) Big fan of lit POD Aaron Lewis from stained. Yes. No, I don't like lit, but my wife and I do sing our little hearts out when that song comes on. Sleeping with my clothes on. I it came is a good through song. the window. Yeah, I mean, you sing it when you're drunk um, at a bar remembering your if college you're, days. If you were around any time in the 90s, you know every single word to that song, right? Because I, mean, I know every single word to it in 2017. Song. Well, yeah, me too. But I mean, it's, it's just forever going to be there because of the 90s. You probably have to pull my 90s kid card. If I didn't know the words, yeah. as I was saying, we'll go into uh, a deeper conversation about Mexican fender, but I do want to just talk about first impressions is very, I know you, your first impression is to squee and mine is to say that it is by far one of the most straight ahead pop songs that I've ever heard come out of Weezer uh, rock pop songs. And I, I like it for that reason. I feel like rivers has been striving for this, this combination of the signature Weezer sound and pop. And I feel like he's he's missed that mark more often than not in his efforts to find it. But this song hits the sweet spot. It's it's a it's very, so, very, very, very catchy song. Um, I think it's the perfect combination of rock and pop. And I hope that this album is is like that, because I think that feels like summer is, too. Yeah, I, I you know, much like I've mentioned about Thank God for Girls. Uh, feels like summer may stick out like a sore thumb to me because I have lived with that song by itself for so long that hearing it, you know, just among hearing it as one tenth of an entire album, I don't know how it'll sit with me, but we'll see. It'll, it'll be good. I'm sure they know what they're doing. You know, they do. They, I feel like they're on people's minds more than ever. Um, and this album does feel pretty special. I don't know why. Um, maybe because it's so out of left field, but I think it's going to be all about wonderful. The crunchy guitars in the beginning, and it's all about the summer love. It's all about that. Those two, and I love the the bridge where it really. I mean, that bridge is a Weezer song in the middle of a pop rock song that you would have heard on you know Star ninety eight point seven 
1996 between plays of All-Star by Smash Mouth, which I don't know if is that's a ringing endorsement. Well, to me, it has a little bit of 80s in it. I feel like this song would fit really well on the soundtrack for 10 Things I Hate About You. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I think it's modern. I think it's modern. It has it has like throwback sounds, but it's definitely modern. I mean, certainly it, it, it is modern sounding in its production, and it is obviously literally modern, but it just feels like a throwback. This feels like a very relaxing, yeah. wonderful song to listen to, and it's not throwaway. It's not too deep, you know? Yes. And I can't wait to kind of uh, listen to it more and hear it more and see other people's reactions. And, um, you know, it's so new that there's not even any news on any of this from the band. So I'm other than the Zane interview that we heard when it came out or I heard, did you hear it? Oh yeah. No, that's where I heard the song the first time you you could actually buy the song on iTunes before that interview aired. I know I did the same thing as you though. I didn't want to, I I wanted to wait for it to come naturally. I bought it, but I didn't play it. I bought it because I wanted to be able to listen to it right after the interview, but I did not play it until I heard it with the rest of the beats one world. I have um, Spotify and iTunes, so I just get everything I want whenever yeah. I, I could have had it. I just, I really wanted to experience it like you would on the radio and kind of wait for it to come out with everyone else or when the band was, you know, going to, going to give it to us. And it was after that interview. And so that's what I wanted to do. It was a lot of fun doing that too. And I, I text my wife and I text uh, my best friend six minutes beforehand. I was like, get on your phones open beats one. They're like, what's beats one. I was like, just be playing this thing at nine 15. And, uh, my, my best friend, my buddy, will, he had no idea that Weezer had any of this stuff coming. And I mean, we didn't really either, but we kind of had some warning because of the, the leaks from that radio station well, article like about the album. Before, though. And he was just like, I mean, he was like, what am I listening for? They're playing California kids. I was like, yeah. And guess what? New Weezer next. And he's like, Oh my God. And then I put Liz <laughs> on it. I put my wife on it and she was listening and she liked the song a lot. You know, it's like, you know, that idea, you know, when you go to bed at night, do you look up at the same moon I'm looking at? Like we were all there listening to the song and it, you know, very Weezer gave us a communal radio moment and it was super nice, especially as a, as a California kid myself who grew up on LA radio and you discover things through the radio. It was a lot of fun. It was a great, I mean, I probably won't forget this album cycle in particular. Right. I'm super excited because I did miss everything will be all right in the end and the white album. I missed this part of that. Oh my God. So it's the really best. super stoked to be uh, going through this with you and, and everybody else uh, for this album. Yeah. The it's, next two albums. it's so much it's fun great. to see the fan club come together and to see all of the enthusiasm, you know, and it's nice yeah. to have even seen some of the negative responses. I love that people feel they can be honest and I love the discussion that pops up, but I think everyone just loves this band so much and is super happy that new stuff is coming. Um, What else can we cover here? I wanted to take a moment and mention Butch Walker's Facebook post. Butch Walker is a musician, but he's also the producer of Pacific Daydream. He, but he was also the producer on certain songs on Ratitude, like Tripping Down the Freeway and uh, I'm Your Daddy, I think. And there's, Uh there's been some hullabaloo about, oh no, it's Butch Walker. We're going to have Ratitude part two. I I don't think that's going to be the case whatsoever. What did he say? I, I don't know if I've seen it. I think you have because I see that you liked the post. But uh, he says, produced a little record that's coming out by a band called Weezer, and it's spectacular, all caps. No, it's not Pinkerton, but then again, it's not 1996, and you're not living in your parents' basement with no job. So shut up and enjoy a band trying new things. The single is called Mexican Fender, 
and it's out now. Have fun. So I did, I do have thoughts on that. Um, I thought that why, why now maybe I took it wrong, but I kind of got defensive because I'm thinking, who are you to tell me what I am going to say or do or feel about the song in advance? And like, I don't know. It just makes me feel like the the haters are the people that are like, think that all Weezer fans just want Pinkerton again. And we're all like nerds in our basement, you well, know? And a lot of Weezer haters do share that sentiment. That's what they want. And they don't like any of the new stuff Weezer does because it's not as good as blue or Pinkerton. But if you really read what he says, he's saying, no, it's not Pinkerton. But then again, it's not 1996 and you're not living in your parents' basement with no job. He's saying you're a grown up. He's saying, Listen yeah, you have grown music. up. You you have grown up. You're no longer there. Come to the present. So I think he he I think he was being inclusive. Like, come on, guys, give it a chance. You know, we're all we're all older. So are they. I mean, he's a big Weezer fan too. Well, I hope so. There were rumors that when they were making uh, Ratitude, he really wanted a blue album sound, and Rivers fought him to the floor. So Butch didn't get to do what he wanted then. I think we're in for some good stuff. I, I'm ready for whatever they do next. Like I said in the, the Feels Like Summer episode. Yeah, me too. I'm so excited. F yeah, man. Because there's an argument to be made for wanting the Blue Album Weezer, for wanting even the White Album Weezer now. But I think the guys have proved that they can do Weezer really well. They've done it, and they've done it over and over. And I truly think it's time to let go of expectations once and for all and just really absorb what we're going to get, because I think it's going to be awesome. Yeah, I I feel the same way. And I'm just, I'm, I'm excited. It's great. I love everything about everything so far. I mean, we're, we're going to so, have more on Pacific Daydream and um, Mexican Fender in upcoming episodes. I mean, obviously small portions of each episode are going to be dedicated to what's coming up next. I put a Pacific Daydream countdown on the website. If you're ever wondering how long, how much longer you have to wait to stop on by www.weareweezer.com and check it out. And stop by there anyway. Say hello. <laughs> uh, originally, as I said, this episode was going to be about feels like summer acoustic versions. So acoustic. I want to talk mm-hmm. a little bit about that. Let's do it. Okay. Well, now we know that original version of feels like summer is going to be on Pacific Daydream and it's going to be track number three. I don't know if Feels Like Summer will be on like a deluxe version of the album or if it will just remain a, a single by itself or a B-side of some sort. But No, no, no. Um, I think it's it's an we'll album track. And I think it's a single that's doing really well, well for not them. Not the acoustic version. Oh, that's right. Sorry. We need to say Feels Like Summer acoustic. No, I think the acoustic version will definitely show up on some kind of deluxe version later on if they continue the trend because they've done deluxe editions for, I guess, most of the last few albums except for everything won't be all right in the end. Right. And that's why I was thinking it'll it'll do that or they'll put it on something else. I got to say about the acoustic version, um, I like it a little more, um, mainly because mainly because I feel like it suits the lyrical content. There was something... In, I mean, I think the lyrical content is great. I think that's that's a version of River songwriting that I really, really like. And I, it's what I had mentioned as being very literary and a little abstract. And the acoustic version on it brought something out about the lyrics that I liked more. And obviously, it's not buried under so much production. So yeah, it's a little bit more present and obvious, the emotion and the, the point of the song. 
well, it's it's no frills. It's just singing and um, the feeling and some like raw music. And I think I I agree with you. It suits the song better. Um, it feels like you could be at the beach and having somebody sing that to you, you know, with their just jamming on the beach with their guitar. Like if they ever did a video for this, that's what they should do. Like it should just be rivers on the beach with no shoes playing the song with the guys next to him at, in front of like a fire, a bonfire. Carl, can you please, can you please make this a reality? Wonder if Carl knows how much we talk directly to him through this show. I don't know. (laughs) Speaking of the guys, um, the backup vocals in the acoustic version are great. And you get to hear Scott's voice quite a bit more clearly. And man, I love Scott's voice. It lends another emotional dimension to the song. I couldn't tell if it was Scott or or Brian. Totally Scott. 100% Scott. I'm sure Brian might be buried in there somewhere, but it's certainly Scott backing up Rivers. Brian's a little lower, right? No, no, no. His voice is pretty mid-rangey. It's just, you can just tell it's Scott. Like if you've heard him sing his songs from the Red Album, you'd know Scott's voice. But um, I think Scott's backup vocals lended, uh, lent another emotional dimension to the song. In an already pretty emotional song. Um, it's funny, when I would sing the song, and I'm pretty sure the vocal take from Rivers is the exact same one from the previous version. I think just laid into the acoustic one. I don't think he re-recorded the vocals. No, no, he would have to. No, not at all. It sounds exactly the same. It still has production in it too. Like I can hear, I can hear some stuff in the back. Yeah, which I think, is fine. But I think so too. I, I don't know. You could call it like one hundred percent acoustic, but uh, it's close. It's close enough. But as I was singing along with the song, I found um, that I would sing some of the parts that are now missing, like the the no no part or whatever that was. I always <laughs> add that in when I listen to the acoustic version, and then the little breakdown where it's like. Where they're like, I forget what it says, but it's like, and that's another thing. Something, something, talk to me or whatever. I add that in too. So I, I am doing my own little <laughs> backup section when I sing the song. Nice. I like it. So does the one second really like pull it together for you as well? The What do you mean? Is it because it's longer? It's one second longer. It was that one second of time that I thought to myself, my God, this is the space it needed to become the song <laughs> that it truly could be. So not only did they release an acoustic version of this song, which seemed like a very odd thing to do. It was out of nowhere. The acoustic version. I know. And they didn't get a reason why. Out of nowhere. And even weirder is after releasing the acoustic version, they released a second music video for the original version where they cribbed uh, Guns N' Roses video, which I think was for Paradise City. The acoustic version was released on June 29th, 2017, really quick. And, um, it looks the same on the cover, but it's pink, hot pink. And I think it's better. I wish that this was the original. I do like the I pink. And it does say acoustic on the bottom right, but I photoshopped that out of my version. So they look the same. Yeah. Why'd they do that? To differentiate it. Otherwise, it's almost borderline I know, the exact but same. But once pink and was red, I think we can do yeah, that, right? We can because we have a podcast about the band, but... Everyone else. I mean, here, and by the way, uh, just another a remark to our listeners. I, I was with my Weezer husband today visiting my uh, godson and um, uh-huh. my buddy's wife. And I said a bunch of stuff about like the Future Scope trilogy and some of the mythology of everything will be all right in the end. And I was like, well, I mean, of course, I was talking about like what content we were going to use where. And I was like, but of course, you know all this. And, and he said, 
No, no, I didn't know any of that. And I mean, he's been a Weezer fan as long as I have. He has every song that I have. We've talked about Weezer for years and he loves Weezer just as much and knows just as much. But he said flat out, I listen to the show and I get to hear all of this information compiled and it makes a lot more sense to me. And I enjoy having that. Isn't that nice? It's really nice. So that was my goal. You don't have to read Weezerpedia. We'll read it for you and give you the stuff. Yeah, and, it, about, and if we probably. can pull all of, if we can pull all of this information together entertainingly, which I think we are, um, I'll never take Hopefully. for granted the fact that people just know everything I know because I I don't think they dig into it the way we do. We know the difference between the pink cover and the red cover, but let's just be real. Most people might not realize the difference and say, "I didn't know there was two versions." Oh my god, this is the best day of my life. Like Dad comes home with feels like summer acoustic. And he's like, oh, I it said feels like summer. I thought their son is like, no, dad, it's the red one. Dad, you never listen to me. No. This is why we don't get along. <laughs> but man, it's a good no. time to be a Weezer fan. Uh, talk a little bit about that video. I Because you not only got to see the video, but you got to... I was there. Tell me what that was like. It was... Okay, so the concert was June 25th, 2017. And the Guns N' Roses video came out four days later. So whoever put the video together, I should have looked it up. I'm not sure why I didn't. Um, Nobody cares. Maybe it wasn't readily right there. But who can like put a music video together in, in four days? Like I'm sure it probably took less than that. They probably shot it and like, you know, threw it together and had to get approval and all that stuff. But I'm impressed. If you watch the video... I, do they ever actually lip sync the song itself or is it just kind of concert footage with the song playing over it? It's all concert footage with, with the song playing over it. Like, do you ever see River's mouth moving and singing the song? Well, well, yeah. This was at Arroyo Seco? Yes. Where's um, Arroyo it was Seco? It in Pasadena. Oh my God. It must have been so hot. It was 110 that day or Holy something. Hell. I was wearing shorts and a tank top and waiting in line for merch. I was just like the biggest sweatiest, grossest person in the world, just standing still in the sun with my beer and, um, your warm beer, they were wearing, and I'm like, dude, because they came out and that those are the outfits that they're wearing, but it was like six or seven and it was still hot. It was still like a hundred. I was like, how are you not Literally dead right now uh, from heat stroke, wearing a freaking leather jacket and cowboy boots and a wig and a bandana. And, you know, it was like props to them. Hold the phone. Because. <laughs> Is that Brian walking naked in the middle yeah. of the Rose Bowl? Yeah. Uh-oh. He, well, I think he's wearing jean shorts. Okay. Ladies, cool it. But it's still, it's very sexy. Oh, dear. Yes, it is. It's very Brian. I wonder why they decided to do this. Guns this is Roses? so bizarre to do a tribute to a Guns N' Roses music video. Well, I bet you they love Guns N' Roses, who they're like five to ten years older than us, which is right about when Guns N' Roses was really popular with the kids. So it's probably part of their, you know. And plus, at the time, during the concert... I just assumed it was them being normal Weezer and having fun playing dress up or wearing a costume. I didn't know they were filming a video. <laughs> and it makes sense now. But I was like, hey, 
I want to like be in the front and be be in one of these shots. I'll have to look. I want to point out that on the view counts for the YouTube screen captures you got for the show today, Paradise City has approximately 318 million more views than the Feels Like Summer video. It's 152,000 for Feels Like Summer, and it's 318 million, 152,000. <laughs> yeah. That's odd. Well, they've got a solid like 30 years on them. So L- look, if that's how you're going to measure the difference and the success, then I, I don't know if we can continue doing this. Because that makes no sense. I um, I put one of them up as kind of like a little teaser on the the Instagram today, but I'll put both of them up on the website for a mini Q and A. So um, funny. But they they had to have been so effing hot up there wearing outfits like that. I mean, shorts. I was wearing shorts and a tank top, and I was going to die. And they're like Brian's wearing full on black jeans and a, and a tank top and a leather jacket and a wig and a slash hat. Like it was just. It was a lot. Yeah, there's no way. I, I'm so glad I wasn't there. That's Rachel doing it for you guys. <laughs> well, I'm kind of bummed. I was like having a good time and, and drinking and um, trying to stay back and not be part of the, the squishy crowd in the front. But I'm kind of sad that I did that. So next time I'll go up there. Well, it's because you didn't know. Yeah. If I had known that it was like, going to be a thing and I was being like witnessing history, I would have tried to go up there or something but oh well but uh guys it was still awesome guys here we are that's that's our first mini episode catching you up on all the latest and greatest next week we will return to our regularly scheduled program with a proper longer show with a song discussion and i think we're going to discuss smart girls from hurley uh-huh yeah you know i can't say that as of right now and i know i'm supposed to uh know all about it in like a week but i don't know anything about this song so I don't think you know much about that album. No, I don't. I bought it and I listened to it once and I was like, eh, and then I it's filed. Yeah, I, I, I know that we'll probably spend a lot of that show talking about Hurley itself. I discovered today that uh, I like way more songs on there than I realized, like genuinely as much as I like any other Weezer song, which which shocked me. Aww, okay. Well, I'm sure, you know, maybe I'll run into that too. Yeah, who knows? I mean, I feel like just talking about this material and understanding it better just makes me love it, you know? Once you once you've walked a mile in the song's moccasins, you're like, oh, okay, I can't judge you anymore. Yeah, you have to appreciate it. And of course, we'll go over anything new that comes up with Pacific Daydream. Yes. Oh, all Pacific Daydream updates and more news. Like I'll try to find out more stuff. And oh, I'm sure there'll be plenty and, to talk about. And then after that, Michael and Carly. And we're going to talk about one of the most wonderful. Weezer B-sides in their catalog and um, two of the most important people to the band, we to the history of the band. would not be here today, right? I don't think so. Not at all. I don't think the fan club would have been restarted. You and I wouldn't be doing it's this podcast. Be a very special episode. I'm super excited. I'm going to, there's going to be a lot of content. So get your ears ready. And as we get closer to doing it, I realize that that a lot of the newer people in the fan club may not know this or understand. So I really hope we can do the history justice. We're going to, we're going to give it our all. I really hope we can do it some justice. Yeah. Because Michael and Carly, they are the Weezer fan club. You'll understand why when we go uh, in depth on that episode. Oh, oh my God. I got my, I found my Weezer pictures today. I have fan club pictures from 1996. My, all of my Weezer pictures. Um, autographs. I have 
all kinds of cool stuff to share. So it'll be fun. I cannot wait. It's going to really be an education for me because I was not around for that era at all. I was far too young. So I'm really looking forward to it myself as much as I am as a host, but also as an audience member as well. Oh, good. We'll, we'll all learn something and, and have togetherness. Doody doody. Yeah. All right, kids. Um, find all us. Right. Find us at uh, weareweezer.com. Email us at weareweezerforever at gmail.com. Find us on Instagram and Facebook. And Twitter. We are Weezer. Will's on Twitter. Yeah. I noticed that. Will's blowing <laughs> up our Twitter. <laughs> it's very exciting. It's all good. And uh, yeah. New pictures on Instagram every day. And Friday, we do a funny Friday picture. So. We do? Check it out. We have uh, every Friday, it's a funny, uh, like a video. I'm the, the co-host of this show, and that was news to me. See? I'm glad I show up to work. I'm telling you, check out the Instagram, buddy. I will. Thank you, Rick, for the sound. Thank you, everyone, for listening. And... Uh, we are Weezer. <laughs> you are, too. Adios, guys. Adios. Oh, she loves me. She loves me. She loves me now.